you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. My name's Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. This is your Eastern Conference Finals Game 6 Best Bets episode. We'll give you best bets on Celtics versus Heat, the series that refuses to die going into the weekend. We will give you, I will give you a little bit of like a look ahead towards the Game 7, if indeed that occurs, as the Miami Heat lead the Celtics 3-2 after the Boston Celtics have staved off elimination twice to force a Game 6 in Miami. Everything we talk about in today's show can be found in the award-winning Action Network app. You can find all the best picks, find where the money is coming in on, where the movement has been. You can track line movement to see exactly where those, those lines have moved. You can check out our, our daily show, Green Dot Daily. Featuring all three of the panelists on today's show, uh, you can catch all sorts of uh, podcasts throughout the off season. You know, as we head through the NBA Finals and the NBA Draft, free agency, all through the off season, we'll be hitting you up with buckets. Just check it out on the Action Network app. Join me on today's show, Sean Little from MSG Networks. You can catch him on Twitter at Chicago Flow. You can catch Brandon Anderson on Twitter at Wheaton Brando. Brandon has been absolutely lights out in the Conference Finals. Brandon's just been on target with just about everything. He has hit. Over and over and over and over and over again. Um, Brandon, would you say, like, I don't, I think you did great. In the, I don't think you've had a bad round. You just had a great playoff so far. I don't feel like the first round was great. I don't know if it was bad necessarily, but I think you and I both got started a little slowly on the first round. I, I appreciate the kind words. Just before we came on recording, I looked back at my notes from the last game. I had one more bet that I caught because I, I believe, Sean, how many did I give out? Seven on our podcast last time? Yeah, it was, it was about a little seven piece. So here's the opposite of a victory lap. Here's a bet I did not make that I cut because it was too long. Jason Tatum was 65 to one to lead the series in assists. I liked it. He was getting more of the ball. He was getting more assists. He had 11 last night. He was 10 behind smart. He's now one behind. He is two to one. And I left it on the cutting floor. 
even when I hit something, ah, I, I'm sick. I'm sick about this one. This is the last thing I saw right before coming on here today. So I'm sorry to give out some winners. You just said that that was not a victory lap. What you it's actually not. did was you just gave a victory lap on something you didn't even give the public. No, it's not a victory lap. Victory lap on something you didn't even share with the listeners. No, it's, it's not a victory lap. I did not give that out to anyone. I did not bet it myself. That is the, is, I ran the victory lap backwards. I want to give out winners. Uh, all right. Let's get into it. So in game six on Saturday in Miami, the Boston Celtics are three-point favorites again. Enough of that <laughs> nonsense with the Heat. We're favored up 3-0 for a brief millisecond. Back to three-point favorites. Totals down to 210.5 is open to 13.5. We'll go around the table, give best bets, then we'll give the cap. Uh, Sean Little, what's your best bet for Celtics Heat game six? Miami Heat first half plus one and a half minus 110 FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, my best bet for game six is going to be under 210 and a half. I'm keeping it simple and staying the fuck away from any side in the series. <laughs> Get me out of the series as quickly as possible. I love betting sides and I can't bet any in the series. We'll talk about why. Uh, Brandon Anderson, though, not shy. He's got a handful of bets for you. Brandon Anderson, what do you got for the game six? I, I got to bring a handful now after I found that stupid Tatum, but I'm similar to Sean here, but I'm going second half. Give me the Heat second half just to win outright. Plus 123 on that. Give me Jason Tatum over three and a half turnovers. And then this is the one that I talked myself into. This is the last minute ad today. I got a series leader for you because I didn't do the last one. So I'm doing one now. Jimmy Butler, series points leader is plus 550. I'll take that one. And because we're talking heat and we're talking Celtics, I had to add one more. Nikola Jokic. That's right. He ain't playing at all right now. Give me Jokic finals MVP minus 160. I'll tell you why this is the time to bet it. All right, uh, so let's let's start. Let's do mine first, and then we'll go to your head to head. That makes the most sense to me. Um, look, this is a this is a trend play. I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not going to apologize for playing a trend. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to apologize for playing a trend. I think this trend is valuable. Uh, game sixes have been ha- have been good under spots. We discovered this a couple of years ago on buckets, and it's something that we've kept in mind um, since 2003. Game sixes are 196, 142, and 12 to the under. That is 58%. Since 2018, so the last five seasons, we get to 42, 36, and 2. At, at That is 50, or I'm sorry, yeah, 42, 36, and 2. That's at a little over 53% uh, on the unders. So, like, recent trend. If you take out 2020 with all the craziness of the bubble, it gets even stronger. Um, we have a number of other opportunities here. In game sixes this season, in this postseason, just this year, the under is 10 and 4 in game sixes. That is uh 70.1 71.4%. Um look, had the I had the over going head to head against Sean on Green Out Daily. Um first half looked okay, but the Celtics pretty much just packed it in and then that was pretty much it. So I think that part of this is there's gonna I think that there's probably a game in the series. And I'm not saying it's due. I'm just saying that there's a number of ways that we get here. Um ways that we get here. The Celtics don't hit threes and then this goes under the heat once again, have an offensive performance like they did in game five. This goes under. Both teams actually struggle for once, and we have to figure out what the series is like if there's not shooting variance. Because like the shooting variance in, in this series, and for the Celtics in particular, is nuts. Like That's why I can't bet a side. Because you're basically asking me, are they going to hit threes? Now, like every game is essentially about that in the modern NBA, right? And if it's a good team versus a bad team, I could be like, well, they're more likely to hit threes because they have better shooters. That's not this, not this at all. 
it's pretty random. Is Caleb Martin going to go nine of 10 from three? Could happen. I could see it. Is, is Marcus Smart going to hit five of six? Totally possible. There are probably one thing I wish that we could get was a same game parlay on total threes hit, right? Because like that would be absolutely beautiful. I don't even mind if they gave us alternates because I would be hitting the alternates on it. Like that's fine. Juice it. That's fine. It would just make it because it's so highly correlated in this series. I can't play a side because I cannot count on the three point performance from either of these teams. The Celtics are so dependent on it. It's oxygen for them. They die without it. Like if, if the Celtics do not hit 10 threes, they're going to lose this game. Their record when they hit, when they don't hit 12 is miserable in these playoffs. So I don't find any way to take a side on this. I'm going to stick with the under Brandon. Am I okay on the under? This is okay. Bad. I like the under. I actually considered it. I don't do a lot of totals and I'm kind of staying away from a total here for the same reason that you're not playing a side, which is why can't they just both make threes or why won't they both miss three? I don't really know what's going to happen with the threes. I do think it's a little reductive to do only the shot variance thing for the series. I know that's not what you're saying, but like it, there's turnover margin that swung back in Boston's yeah. favor. It's volume of three point attempts has swung in Boston's favor. Those are things that are repeatable that are not just shot variants, but yeah, the, the game six trend has been very strong toward unders late in the series unders. Miami certainly is really struggling to score lately and Boston's probably not going to keep shooting 40% every time. So it definitely is the, it's, it's the, the total that I would take if I was going to play a one and it was close to being on my list, but you know, I can only give out four, seven, 700 bets at a time. All right. It's really funny that I want no part of this and you keep stacking them on. For somebody that, that I know does not enjoy this series. Uh, I kind of like it now. Enjoy. I did not enjoy it early. I did not enjoy Miami, but it's gotten fun. I, I think because I'm winning. So winning is fun. <laughs> that always make it fun. Uh, Sean, let's start with you. Why yeah. do you want first half here on the Heat? Yeah, Miami Heat first half plus one and a half minus 110. This, uh, this is going to be the desperation spot. Now, listen, me, Matt, and Brandon have been talking about how we don't know what's going to happen in this this series. This sides are impossible to take because the variance and just we don't know what Boston Celtics team is going to show up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When we got to game four and they Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart brought up the don't let us get one thing, I did think that was a bit telling that they were at least weren't going to fold up and, and, and easily go away. They end up winning game four. Game five, I couldn't lay the eight, eight and a half it got to. But I was pretty confident my the the Boston Celtics were going to get that game at home and push game six. This is the game that I am not exactly sure what is going to happen, Who who's going to step up. We just talked about it being the Derek White game and the last game in Boston in game five. Game six is a lot of question marks. I do have confidence that the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler are going to show up in the first half at the very least at home. They absolutely have to. That game, game five, Boston stamped it very, very early. A dream start, Jason Tatum, five from eight from the floor, got him going. Derek White was knocking down everything. Marcus Smart was hitting things. It was pretty wrapped up early. If you like to b believe that or not, that game was stamped in the first five or six minutes of it. I believe Miami's going to come out at home and try to do the same thing. Now, they won uh, the first half in game two and three. And and believe it or not, on the over side, so we're worried about Miami and their offense. They've been up and down. Jimmy Butler only had 10 field goal attempts. He uh, He's averaging 10 field goal attempts 
and a half in these playoffs. He only had 10 overall in game five. I expect him to come out and get rolling. But the Miami Heat, number one team to the over in the first half at home this year, 29-18-3, and three, number one in the NBA. I expect them to come out, put some points on the board. I expect Jimmy Butler to get the guys rolling. The Gabe Vincent thing is obviously massive purely on the fact that they just they, – they weren't an efficient scoring team throughout the season. They've obviously turned that on in the playoffs, but they need the guys that have stepped up. Gabe is one of those guys. I think they show up here at least in the first 24 minutes – I'm not sure what's going to happen overall in the game, but I do like Jimmy Butler to get the guys going for at least the first half at home. I'll take the plus one and a half, and I'm excited to hear what B.A. has for the second half as well. All right, Brandon, give me the cap on the second half. Yeah, I think the Vincent thing was really overlooked. I actually think he's really yeah. valuable defensively for them in their zone at the top of the zone and the pick and roll coverage. So I definitely want to see if he's going to play. Up for the over, though. Sorry, I'm just mad. Go ahead. <laughs> I definitely want to see if he's going to play. If he doesn't, a late ad from last game. There, this is not posted yet, but Kyle Lowry over one and a half turnovers. If Vincent is out again, he's had four turnovers each of the last two games. So definitely play that if Vincent is out. Yeah, I don't know that I want to side here. I I felt pretty good about game four, game five. I know already what I will think about game seven. I do not know what I think about game six. The fact that I'm not playing a side here should tell you that. I think if you want to bet a side, it's either Miami money line or it's Celtic series. Those are the ways to play a side on the game. If you think Boston wins the game, don't bet the cover, bet the series. Game seven in Boston, Matt's going to tell you all, like we all know how the home seven home game seven goes. So either Miami now or Boston later, I think is the way to go. I think your case is pretty compelling, Sean, for first half. I just don't know that I think that that's this heat team. I think this heat team is a second half team. And I think, Boston is a pull up in the second half sort of team. So Miami has won four of the five second halves in the series straight up. They lost one big. That was game four when, when Boston had the huge second half push and won by 23, but otherwise they're plus 14 to 11 and four Miami in the second half. That's been their thing. This whole, not just this year, but the whole like four year Miami run that we've been on first half, second half splits from the bubble. Minus three net in the first half, plus seven and a half second half team. In 2022, last year, they were basically even in the first half, plus seven second half. This year, slight negative first half, plus 10 and better in the second half. So this is a team that makes a push. And basically, Sean, I agree with you. This is game seven for Miami. They know they got to get this one. They could go back to Boston. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. They could go and get the job done there because Boston is losing at home in these playoffs, but they know this is the one that they want to get. There's a reason that this line is so tight. There's a reason that none of us are picking a side because it's very coin flippy. I think the push comes. I just think the push comes in the second half because that's what Miami profile has been for many years now. And I think it's possible Boston's shots are falling and they're forcing their turnovers and take care of the ball. And suddenly Boston gets up by 10 or 15 and it's halftime and the Celtics kind of get that look in their eye. Like we gotcha. Oh, three. We got the comeback, baby. We got this. We're going back home. We're ready. We got this series. Uh Oh, we've seen Boston do that before. And I just think regardless of first half script, Miami has to empty the tank in the second half. They have to leave everything play Jimmy, like all 24 minutes, bam, all 24 there is no white flag. They're doing everything they can 
second half to make the push. I don't know how it starts out. I just know that I trust them the second half to go all the way. So that's why I like the second half plus 123 to win outright. See, I think the feeling coming in for Miami is going to be we cannot absolutely not get to half and be down 10, 11 points. We just don't have the firepower to to come back and have to have to deal with the Boston Celtics in that case. In, in short, I think, B.A., you see it going more as game one did. Boston came out, stamped it, and then Miami took off in the second half, got the W. I see it more as a game three where they're back at home, they're back in Miami, and they come out like gangbusters and try to try to get rolling early and make sure they're in it because – the the onslaught that the Boston Celtics brought early in that game five was Oof. impactful. It was very impactful. That the, the confidence, everything about that got them rolling to the point where I I, I, I <laughs> I'm a massive Jimmy Butler guy. Dude, bobbleheads up behind me. If you're watching the video, that's Jimmy Butler in a Bulls jersey <laughs> on the bobblehead on my mantle. I'm a huge Jimmy Butler guy. I think he he they took it out of him a little bit last night. He he was looking at it like I I don't think we I don't see a way back for us and and he kind of came off the gas pedal and he's going to try to go home and, and get rolling early and I think they do so. I don't want I didn't want to did you guys see how I just went around calling Jimmy Butler that he quit on the game I didn't want to say that the <laughs> Q word I went as I went as far around the Q word as I could but it looked like Jimmy Butler packed it in a little bit and I believe a lot of it had to do with how polished in the effort that the Boston Celtics were bringing early in the game. And it, it, it lasted throughout. Like, no, I mean, that, look, the, the, this series is starting to look a little bit like some of those, not this round, but those Lakers series. We didn't think LeBron quit on games. We think LeBron smartly decided, you know what? This game five on the road is really not our thing. Go ahead. Enjoy your win. We got you when we come back home to LA. We yeah. saw him do that against the Warriors and the Grizzlies. I think that's all Jimmy Butler is doing. He's, yeah. he's load managing in game waiting for the spot. And that wasn't the spot you could tell right away in game five. I agree. Tenfold. Uh, in games in which in the last two postseasons between the Boston Celtics and the Miami heat in which the heat have trailed at the half, they have won the second half. They are five Oh, and one in the second half. So if they are down at the half versus the Boston Celtics, in the second half on ATS, second half ATS, they are 5-0 and 1. Uh, yeah, I, I think I like just, in my head, the second half is a little bit more matchup proof, I think is why I'm playing it that way, Sean, because I think you're right that Miami should come out first half, like giving everything they have. I just don't know if they have everything, anything left to give. Like they might just be out of bodies at this point. Boston might actually have kind of solved this thing to figure it out. I don't think they want to let Boston get up by 10, certainly, but Boston just might do that anyway. I think why I like the Miami second half play is if they do that, Miami is not going to fold. Miami is not going to go Philly on us and just go away. Like they're going to make a push. Or if Miami gets ahead, now I think Boston starts to panic and it's like, oh no, it's happening again after our push. And maybe, maybe Miami kind of builds on it. So I think regardless of what the first half looked like, I'm still going to like the Miami push to come later. Whereas I just don't know if Boston comes out looking like they have the last couple of games. Last point, Matt. And with the with the game, that's going to points are going to be coming at a premium, especially in the first 24 minutes at back at home in Miami. I'll take the extra point and a half in a spot where I think Miami will show up on, on a on a total that's plummeting. This is such yeah, a, I like that. Such a tough. Matt, 
Matt, uh, Saturday night, South Beach coming off a of Friday night. How's how do you feel about that with your under? <laughs> not in a game six in the conference. <laughs> not, not even not well. Maybe. I don't know, man. We saw we saw Jason well, Tatum in a game five last round. That seemed pretty important. <laughs> yeah, well, you and I will check with various people on that. Okay, folks, summer is nearly here, so let's talk about Shady Rays, friends of the Action Podcast family. Shady Rays is an independent company offering world-class polarized sunglasses just as good as any expensive pair you've worn. And like our unshakable gambling spirits, their frames are incredibly durable. Plus, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of their sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. That means if you lose your shades or break them even a minute after they arrive, Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Plus, if you don't love them, that's fine. Nobody gets mad. Just exchange them for a new pair or even return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. It's not like betting the Devils or the Knicks, for example. So exclusively for our podcast listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code ACTION for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Brandon, you've got, do you, do you want to give the Tatum cap? Yeah. Right. Tatum cap is pretty straightforward. I mean, look, that's, this is part of why I mentioned the Tatum assist thing earlier on. It just feels to me like the ball is in Tatum's hands a lot more the last couple of games. We are seeing, Notably, I'm not giving out old vase hand here. Jalen Brown's only had one turnover each of the last two games. Did he learn how to dribble? No, they're just not giving him the ball as much anymore. Jalen Brown is just not quite as involved. Marcus Smart's assists and potential assists dropped a lot. Tatum did this last year too. His assists went up late in the series. He just started doing more and more in the series because he had to because he's the best player and this is what you're supposed to do. And he's just got more of the ball. But with with uh, what's the Spider-Man line with great responsibility comes great turnovers. Is that, is that the line? That's, that's the <laughs> angle here. Tatum is playing well. This is not a Tatum's going to have a bad game take though. It certainly works if he does, but he's had over three and a half turnovers for the five games this series. He was over in four of the seven games last year. So 80% hit rate this series, 67% between the two years. He's averaging four and a half turnovers a game against Miami, these two series. So this is just a, I think Tatum, if he has a good game, he's going to have even more of the ball and probably turn it over. If he has a bad game, he turns it over anyway. So this is kind of, I'm not playing Jalen anymore. This is to point out that it's it's gotten more of a Tatum series instead, but over three and a half turnovers for him. Butler series points leader feels pretty obvious, but go ahead and hit us with that. Yeah, so Butler is behind Tatum right now by 11 points. And honestly, I don't think this is going to hit because Butler just is not looking right. Like he had 35 in game one, but that was off of, I believe, four days off. And he just has not been a big scorer since then. And we saw that last round. So at this point, I have to conclude most likely that ankle is not right. Butler is not able to score like he was in the first round. That's the most likely thing. And if so, we're probably headed towards Celtics in seven, if that's the case, because Jimmy Butler has to play the hero. But we're only 11 back. Tatum has had games with uh, 21 in game five. He had 14 in game three. Baller had last year against 
against Boston. He had a 35, a 41, and a 47, especially I think two of those were late in the series the last two games. He had that 35 in game one against Milwaukee first round. He had 35, 42, 56. This to me is kind of like a smart way to hedge Miami because if Miami wins this game, couldn't it just be because Butler had the legacy game when he came out and dropped like 35 and Tatum had 22, 23 points, pretty normal night for him. Butler comes back here. Uh, 11 back is just not that much. Plus 550 is the number we're getting. So it's not, just, ex- it's not exactly a Miami like money line bet. It's not not a Miami money line bet though. No, yeah, certainly if 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 you don't think Miami is alive anymore in the series, you shouldn't play this bet. If, if you think it's all Boston, like Tatum has outscored. We need Butler to outscore Tatum by 11, and he has not done that any of the games this series. I believe Tatum has outscored Butler in uh, each of the last four, if I remember right. So yeah, it, it's not. You're right. It's not not a Miami play. It is. It's a bet on variance and Butler being close enough. And Tatum's had some huge shooting nights, and he has had some like one three point made nights. So. Is this just me chasing the 65 to one that I didn't give out last time on these series leaders? Probably just a little bit, but I think Butler is close enough. I probably would put this like plus 250 or 300. So I'll play it at plus 550. Sean, thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I agree with you, Matt. I think this is a, <laughs> this is the Miami money line bet essentially in, in this spot. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't want to give excuses for, for Jimmy, we just talked about it. I mean, his usage percentage in the game last time was only 20%. It was behind quite a few people on, on the roster overall. I I would have to believe in the Miami Heat for the for, to, to get the win in game six to, to back this play. If you do believe that, yeah, I would I would go ahead and go with BA and rock with the spot. Uh all right. We'll hit your Jokic one in a minute. I want to go ahead. We won't have an episode. Um, maybe we might have an episode. We'll see if we get if we get game seven episode up, but I want to go ahead and just like uh, Brandon, actually, I want to say this. Don't bet game seven home blind. Don't do that. Um, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> interestingly enough, um, if we go back through, so the history of this is a little bit more complicated than we kind of make it look like. So since 2003, okay, not including the bubble season, home teams in the game seven are 42 and 19. That's 70%, 69%. Um, they're 54% against the spread. That's awesome. That's great. Since 2014-15, but I start that because it's like the start of the Warriors era. 14 and 10, still still good. 58%, pretty big drop off, but still good, right? We get to 2018 on, not including the bubble, five and six. Like there has been a trend basically of game seven, home team, lock it in of that declining over the span of time. And some of that can be noise, right? Like this is a sample size question. Over the larger sample, the home teams have won consistently at home. If we go back through, however, and we look at the history of these and where they've been, um, we do kind of wind up with like a little bit of a different answer. Like 14 and 10 at 58% is still strong since 2014, um, but or 2015, I'm sorry but that's still not as strong as it was. And as we kind of like go through the splits, there has been a little bit of, of a reversal. So like what I'm basically telling you is like, the, it's not just like, a, oh yeah, we're hammering the Celtics. Also, if Boston wins game six by six, seven, eight points in pretty dominant fashion, we're going to get a preposterous number in game seven as well. It's going to be like, it's going to be like minus 
10 and a half, 11 points. Yeah. So, by the way, also, also notable since uh, 2015, nine and 15 against the spread home teams in game seven. That's can I make the counter argument? Sure. Hit it. So I'm looking at my numbers that I had from last round. Cause Hey, it's another game seven for Boston. So we got the numbers handy. I think that your game seven trends are absolutely in play, but Boston game sevens have been a different animal. Boston all time in game seven is now 27 and nine. Okay. I don't see the number here, but I believe Boston at home is 22 and five in game sevens all time. It's like 81% win rate. It has been one of the most reliable trends in NBA history. Uh, so maybe all, all the other 75 we, years why don't do we matter. care about that with this team? Like that, I don't care about how they. Okay, play. great. I'm glad you asked because Boston's, Last six series that they've won after the first round, five of the six have been won in game seven. That was part of the cap coming into the series on why I like the heat going long in the series. This team screws around, but shows up in game seven. This core shows up and wins in game seven. So I think it is relevant. Five and one uh, all time with Jason Tatum in a game seven. Um, Pretty good. 2018. Versus that Bucks team. Oh, that was pre, that was kid. That doesn't count. That's kid. Um, lost. <laughs> I mean, we're going to go through and throw out the ones you don't think that counts. Then what no, are we doing here? Well, I just want to put context on it, Brandon. Okay, They're five okay. and one. Fair. 2018, we've got the Bucks. 2018, they lose the Cavaliers. LeBron, no problem there. Um, Celtics, Raptors in 2020, that's the bubble. 2021 Bucks, or that's 2022 Bucks, no mid. Uh, and then Jimmy Butler last year on the Jimmy Butler misses at the buzzer. Okay. And then and then Philly, obviously, this year. Yeah, but that's again, that's Joel. We doesn't doesn't count. Um, it's Joel, Doc, and James. Come on now. We both we both know. We we both know on that one. So like I I hear you. I I hear you. Like Tatum's like five and one's a strong record. Um I would I I'm not saying I want Miami in game seven. Not saying that. I'm just saying I don't really know what to make of that of that as it comes. Um, okay, you were on Celtics are live here. You've been made a lot of noise about that, and you and you, like, you very rightfully today you've been tweeting about like, hey guys, now it's swinging too far the other way. Uh, yeah. I am a little bit curious about this Jokic bet. To explain to me, Jokic minus 160 Finals MVP. So I'm gonna like Denver in the finals. Spoiler alert: If it's against the Heat, we've already talked a little bit about that possible matchup. Matt, you've talked about Jokic against Bam has just not been a good opponent for Bam historically. And it's gotten even worse over the last four days because now the Heat had to play two more games and possibly another one. So it's possible if it's Denver-Miami that we not only get the Denver-Miami matchup we liked anyway, but we might get the Miami coming off a of game seven if it gets there as well. Even if it doesn't, game six, like they, they lost a week of rest basically. And that clearly matters with Jimmy Butler right now. And look, <laughs> they're missing like half of their guys right now. So the attrition that they've taken on, the Vincent injury, Lowry injury possibly, Hero hasn't gotten ready yet. Like the, the Heat's odds are not the same as they were four days ago. They're not just going to suddenly beat Boston now and then it's just the same as it always was. Denver is a better favorite against Miami now. Denver is a better favorite against Boston because if we get there, Boston will have come off of back-to-back game sevens. We know all the game seven to game one trends. We got a back-to-back here. We have a Boston exhausted team in game one. They will be at home, but they don't really do well at home. They're five and a five at home. So if you get the off game seven thing, we just saw them blow game one this series. 
We saw them blow game one last series. Denver steals game one. Now you got home court. In the finals, there's one game, all series, that has only one day of rest before the game instead of two. It's game four. If it's against Boston, that is a game in Denver, in elevation, for, again, a team that has not had any break since the playoffs started because they played with their meat against Atlanta and Philly and Miami. So I think schedule-wise, like, Matt, if, it, if this was regular season, we would be looking at game one and game four as schedule losses for Boston. Like, we would be playing Denver blind on a schedule spot if this was a regular season. I think that that has to come into play. And I just kind of like Denver against Boston anyway. So why now for Jokic MVP? It's minus 160. The why now is right now Miami is still the series favorite. Miami is still the team most likely to come out because they still get two chances to win one, and they're still more likely to do that in game six if it's going to happen. If Miami wins the series, and they're more likely to do that in game six, if they do that, Jokic goes from minus 160 to what? Minus 250? So like a long number, minus 300, it wouldn't surprise me. We're getting odds that are going to quickly move past anywhere we can get this right now. If Miami loses game six, like if you think Miami is dead, don't bet this right now. If you think Miami is cooked, do not bet it because the number is dropping. And at, and if it gets to Boston in the finals, we're going to get Jokic at a plus number because Denver will be the underdog or we're going to get him like around coin flippy or something like that. But the math tells us, the numbers tell us that Miami is still the favorite to win the series. That math is gone after game six. Miami is not the favorite of anything ever again the rest of the season after game six if they don't win it. So that to me is why this is the moment to invest in Denver while you get the number because now it's risky. Again, if you think it's all Boston and Miami's just cooked, this is not your moment. Then you got to wait for Boston to keep on winning and actually get out of the series. But the moment that Miami clinches a series, all the Denver value is gone forever if and you lose it. If you're like me and you're uncertain of who wins the series, this I would say that this is like, I will bet this. I will not bet the full amount that I plan on betting on Jokic final. Yeah. And that's fair too. I, I think I think if you like the position and you agree that you're going to like the position, but you're not sure how much or not sure on the series, I agree. That's a good way to do it is put like a portion of the stake you'll want to have in and then add more later because your later might come at a much better price if it's Boston. And I don't blame you if you think it's Boston. Yeah, to give a little context, when Miami was up 3-0, Jokic to win finals MVP was minus 220. So it'll it'll be right around that 250 yeah. number BA match. And, and don't forget, Jokic hadn't clinched yet either. So that was part of that price as well. Yeah, I would um, – it's been really funny seeing uh, – Twitter folks that don't do the gambling stuff. Like they were like, there's no way that the Celtics are going to be favored versus the Nuggets. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> they are like, all you got to do, like, this is not even an opinion thing, guys. All you got to do is literally look at the numbers on a screen. That's all you got to do. Like yeah. literally the movement tells you. And like, I will just say, like, I have confirmed with a bookmaker, like they're going to be uh, not heavy. I will say this. I have asked two bookmakers for a headline they are not going to want Denver money. That's like, they're already anticipating, like we're going to have to make them dogs. We are not going to want that money. We're going to get hit. 
Like they are yeah. bracing for an avalanche of Nuggets money coming in because, but they have like you can't get away from the power rating. They're the same reason that and the- home court and home yeah. court yeah. that Boston would have. Court. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Let, let right. me add just really quickly too, just to, to I've said this before why Jokic finals MVP and not Denver series, because it's a better price. And I think it's the exact same thing. We just saw Jamal Murray put up 32 points a game on 50, 40, 90 shooting and Jokic won MVP anyways, unanimously. So just to add that context. We are going to talk to you again on, we will either have a game seven preview uh, this weekend. If game six, if game seven occurs, uh, or we will talk to you again on Monday when we start finals prep for uh, the series. We'll have a series preview, best bets, all of that. We're going to have a props episode next week. I'm going to have, we're going to have a full series preview. I'm going to get best bets from all of our contributors. Uh, I'm going to try and cram in possibly a long shots episode um, because you can't get enough of Brandon. So we'll go ahead and you can't. We got the reviews. I have reviews to back this up. You literally can't get enough of Brandon. So we'll do that uh, next week. Thanks for joining us. My thanks to Sean Little. My thanks to Brandon Anderson. Thanks to David Payne, our producer. We'll see you guys again next weekend. Until then, let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.